How do founders come up with startup names? And what makes a great startup name? Well, in today's episode of the Brains Bite Bat podcast, Jason Keck, CEO and co-founder of Broker Buddha, a startup using online smartphones to speed up insurance applications, joins us to share what he believes to be the three ingredients needed to create a fantastic startup name. Additionally, Jason, who previously held the role of Shazam's head of business development, shares his backstory and how he made the switch from working at Tumblr to co-founding Broker Buddha. And finally, Jason also talks about The Enlightened Agent, a podcast he hosts on behalf of Broker Buddha, where they are currently exploring diversity and inclusion in the insurance industry. Now on with the show. So my name is uh, Jason Keck. I am the CEO and co-founder at Broker Buddha, which means I have my hands in just about everything we do here. Um, and as a company, uh, Broker Buddha is a vertical SaaS company in the insurance industry, and we help insurance agencies uh, power their brand online by giving them a digital client engagement platform to streamline the application and renewal process for their clients. So if you've ever applied for insurance for your business, you've probably been through a pretty painful process of filling out PDFs and spreadsheets. And um, if you've ever had to renew your policies, you probably feel like it's worse than going to a doctor's office. And Broker Buddha gives insurance agencies the technology to make that uh, simple and easy for their customers. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining me today. And it sounds like you're doing a lot of work to really remove a real headache for most people. And I'd be curious to know, like, how did this start? Like, how did Broker Buddha begin? It's a fun story, honestly. The 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 company was founded in an incubator in New York uh, called Interplay. And Interplay was incubating a online insurance agency called Foundershield. Uh, and the background story there is that um, when Interplay was started, they were thinking about ideas for businesses and they sort of remembered their experience applying for insurance as a startup and found it to be horrible and said, and there's got to be a way to do that better. And so Foundershield was created to um, sell insurance to startups uh, and build a business around that. Um, the team behind Foundershield quickly discovered that there weren't any really good tools for insurance agents to collect information from their clients. That's a key part of the uh, application process and helping somebody to get coverage is to get information from them about their business. And they just, you know, discovered that all of the information was being passed back and forth through uh, PDF files and sort of fairly archaic uh, data capture tools. And so they, uh, being fairly tech forward people themselves, decided to build a crazy idea. They decided to put applications online and they were able to grow uh, quickly and profitably uh, and successfully. And then, you know, a couple of years into their journey, uh, because they were part of an incubator, uh, they, along with the people running the incubator said, well, what if we take the same concept that's made you successful and bring it to all the other insurance agencies around the country? Wouldn't, doesn't that sound like a good business? And um, around that time, I got connected to them. I was in New York um, working at a working at Tumblr is kind of a dying brand, and and there wasn't a lot of opportunity for innovation there. And so um, we came together. I decided to bring my background in kind of digital media, technology, and consulting and workflow, and combine it with what they were doing in insurance to create Broker Buddha. And so that's the founding story, and um, it's been quite a journey since. So awesome! Well, I have to say, I always love finding out how 
these companies begin. And the one thing that I've noticed from speaking with so many founders uh, or just hearing their, their, I suppose, their creation stories is that it almost always comes from someone experiencing at some point some kind of problem and then there's no solution that exists and that they create the solution. And then I ended up speaking to them much further down the process on how it's all going. So it's fantastic to see that that's like a, um, no different in this situation. It's great to see that you folks are solving a real problem. The, the, I guess the piece I want to add to that is that although I was was personally not that connected to insurance, um, it wasn't just just wasn't something I'd really experienced. I hadn't felt the pain myself. Uh, like as soon as I was able to understand the challenges of the workflow, the sort of geeky technical engineer in me just went crazy. I was like, "Wow, this is completely broken," and I tell people this all the time. Like. People talk about PDFs being like digital applications. Like if you've ever tried to fill out a form on a PDF on your browser or in your computer, it is one of the most awkward ways of entering information. And it's it's just it's just annoying. It's it's almost as bad as printing and filling it out manually and scanning it. So um when I discovered how how much uh PDF-based applications were a part of the insurance process, and when I watched the ridiculous uh, time that people wasted trying to fill them out. Uh, it really piqued my sort of geeky engineer's interest and in like, okay, we got to find a better way to do this. I can understand that. Yeah, I have to say there's nothing that annoys me more than <laughs> inefficiency. I think oh, uh, there was a podcast I was listening to recently and they were trying to play this um, newlyweds game. And one question was like, what annoys this person more than anything? And when I had to think about it myself, I was like, inefficiency. For me, yeah. it's like when you see things and they're working so poorly and you know they can work better, that that really gets me going. So I can relate to that in that sense. Uh, I have an engineering degree, computer science in computer science and f feel the same way, right? Like you see problems. <laughs> it's like the first thing first thing that goes to your mind is like, you know, how, how you would do it differently or better. So mm -hmm. um, and startups are a great way to 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 really scratch that itch and, and try to do something about it and obviously build a business behind it. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Now, I am really curious to know. I love this name, Broker Buddha. Like, how did you folks come up with that name? So, I, I wish I could take more credit for the name, um, but I, the incubator, really developed the name itself. But I could tell you why. I could tell you how they went about it, and I could tell you why it works. Um, and I, I've always had this view about naming for startup. It's a really big deal, right? If you're a startup, you're really trying to break into, you know, crack into an established market or an established space. And so naming is, is super important. Um, when you're picking a name for a startup, you want it to have three things. Number one, you want it to speak to who your audience is, So you want it to have some connection to who your customer base is. Um, and obviously broker Buddha, the broker in that, uh, clearly has that. Um, the second is that you'd, you'd like it to speak to what it does either functionally or the benefits of it. And this reference to Buddha and this concept of kind of enlightenment, simplicity, like a, like making things better, um, I think is speaks to what our product does, which is um, it helps make our customers' lives easier and simpler. And then the last, and this is crucial, is you want it to be, uh, it needs to be memorable, right? And, and there's different ways of making something memorable, uh, one of which is alliteration, which is obviously the BB, the broker Buddha works really well. Um, but another is to be a little provocative, right? And so the idea of referencing Buddha in a corporate environment, especially a uh, kind of risk averse environment like insurance is something that really gets a lot of people's attention. So I can't tell you how many people hear the name and tell us 
like, wow, I've, I've heard of you guys before. I don't know what you do, but uh, I'm really interested in learning more. And so the name and the name recognition has been a huge asset for the business. Uh, and, and obviously checks all those three boxes of being, you know, speaking to our audience, speaking to what it does and, and being memorable. So um, again, I wish I could take credit for actually doing it, but kudos to the, to the team who did. Yeah, I like it. And I also, well, personally, for me, my association with Buddha is usually like quite calming. So if I see something related to to Buddha, then I'm naturally going to feel like it's like quite calming and soothing. And from the sounds of it, it kind of represents the the work that you're doing in the sense that you are making things easier. <laughs> I suppose reducing stress in that sense. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's that's exactly it. People, uh, people do warm to the name. They warm to the business. Uh, we actually just did a brand study uh, looking at how how recognizable the name was against our competition and the results showed that we were 50 percent more recognizable than the largest companies in our space the brand is so um if that tells you anything about the power of a name um uh, you should you should definitely think about that mm -hmm. well nice work congrats on that and i also want to know like do you have any examples or case studies of clients that have benefited from the work that you folks uh, have done? Uh, and then would you be able to share any details of how the company has made a difference for them? Yeah, I mean, almost everybody who uses the platform uh, gets, you know, get, gets the value of the platform and is really, I would say, broken into two areas. The first is um, the digital client experience for these agencies um, historically didn't exist, right? So you have to imagine if you're, if you're a leading insurance agency and you pride yourself on customer service and somebody comes and, and you were to, and you were to approach that agency and say, Hey, I want to work with you. And, and the agency says, yeah, we're, you know, we're big on customer service, by the way, can you fill out all these forms? Right. It's just kind of a, it's, I don't know. It's kind of a slap in the face if you ask me. And so, you know, the, the number one thing that the clients appreciate about our platform is um, that it makes it easy to power that agency's brand online and create a much better experience for their clients. Um, the Some examples of that, um, four out of five clients who complete applications on the platform indicate that it was uh, easier than using PDFs and also indicate that they want to use uh, the platform again the following year. So I think that's a huge sign of what we're doing better. I think obviously you're gonna have your 20% who just like things the old fashioned way and they're not used to change. Um, but they, they, you know, the majority of people, you know, love using the platform. Um, the other data point we have is that we tend to send save agents about an hour for every application that they set up on the platform that comes from uh, our ability to preload information, our ability to send out reminder emails, um, and our ability to, uh, quickly move information from one form to the next through, uh, a mapping technology that we have. And so uh, what that means is that the more you use the platform, the more time you save uh, and the more that time can be used for either better servicing your clients, finding new clients uh, or developing your staff or team. So um, those those two things, the client experience and efficiencies are, are our top uh, our top value add. And that's where we've, we've seen some some you know, real measurable results with some of the leading ag agencies in the country. Hopefully you're enjoying the show. And if you are, make sure you subscribe and never miss an episode. You can find us on all your usual podcast sites, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and a whole lot more, including YouTube. 
and we want to hear what you think, so be sure to leave us a review. Just search Brains Bite Back wherever you get your podcasts. I'd also like to know, like, what's next? Like, what are you folks focusing on for the horizon for Broker Buddha? Yeah, I mean, the um, I wish I could say, you know, the that insurance agents have tons of tools to do all the things that they want to do, but the the reality is, this is a a pretty nascent uh, environment, and um, there really are no other players, independent players in the space, who are being as aggressive uh, in the growth plans as we are, and so. You know, our focus is is 100% around uh, improving that digital client experience. And the only thing we started with is this concept of an application or a submission is what they call it in the industry. And so there's a whole host of other tools, uh, workflow and and client engagement wise that we can build on top of that. Uh, everything from, you know, being able to deliver that information digitally to an insurance company to get quotes or the ability to turn a quote into a proposal the ability to turn a accepted proposal into an invoice and a payment, um, the ability for a customer to manage their information online, uh, not just at, at application time, but throughout the year. So let's say you're a big company and you're in the transportation sector and you've got you know new vehicles or drivers being added to your business every year. You need a way to get those updated and update your agent um, to, to make sure that those vehicles and drivers are covered on your policy and everything I just named is still has to be done through either phone calls and emails today. And so all of the, all of that functionality, all that workflow can be digitized, can be put online. Um, it simplifies the experience for the agent. It simplifies it for the customer uh, and ultimately streamlines the way they work together. And it allows the agents to focus more on advising their clients on what type of coverage they have and what type of carriers they, sh they should work with and less time on the administrative minutia that generally slows everybody else down. Awesome. Well, I wish you the best of luck with uh, with these ambitions and obviously just simplifying the process for everyone involved. And those are really all the questions I have for Broker Buddha. I wanted to ask though on a separate note, am I correct in thinking that your your LinkedIn cover photo is a picture of New Orleans? That's right. It is. Good, good spot. So. That immediately jumped out at me. And uh, personally, this is nothing really to do with the company or anything. But I'm really curious to know like, why you picked that. I know you're based in New York. And I asked because like, New Orleans, personally, for me, is my favorite spot in the US. Yeah, so I grew up in New Orleans. I um, was born in Dubai, moved to New Orleans at age three, lived there for 15 years through through high school. And um, you know, it was a huge part of my identity, my personality, my culture. And uh, I have, have a lot of fun fond memories of of being there of living there uh, we're actually taking the whole company back there for an offsite in about two weeks uh to show them well to 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 get everybody together because we're in this hybrid environment right now and um we like to pick fun places to get together and and so uh, new orleans is great it's got great food great weather really friendly people it's incredibly affordable uh it, the music scene is just uh, nothing like it exists anywhere in the world. I took it for granted for sure when I was there because I had no other perspective. Um, but it's just a, it's a, it's a warm, fun, and um, fantastic place to to spend time. Um, so, so yeah, I feel it feels feels like a big part of who I am, and uh, I like to share who that is online wherever I can. I completely understand why you would want to do that. I yeah, I really do love New Orleans. My 
My dad is actually, um, he's half Venezuelan, half British, but born in the US and he works for Southwest Airlines. So okay. until I was 21, I got free flights and I completely used that as much as I could to <laughs> see as much as of the US as possible. And still to this day, New Orleans is uh, without a doubt my favorite spot for all the reasons you just mentioned. Um, awesome. And I just, I love the culture. I love, yeah, I really love it. So I knew I had to ask when I saw that. Um, and it's, it, I really hope you folks have a, a great time. And if people do want to keep up with um, you folks there at Broker Builder, like how can they do that? Is there anywhere that you would recommend they follow or is that, how could they reach out to you if they wanted to work with you? Yeah, a host, host of channels. So uh, website, brokerbuddha.com. Um, LinkedIn is probably where we're most active on social. We have a, a, a fledgling Twitter account as well, but but LinkedIn is probably the best place to find us. Um, I also host a podcast called The Enlightened Agent. Um, we're currently running a series on diversity, equity, and inclusion in the insurance industry, which is um, which needs a, a, a major overhaul. And, and there's a lot of mental energy going into that so uh if you're interested in either the insurance industry or in in diversity uh in in corporate america you know please subscribe to the podcast uh, or send me an email if you're looking for work we're going to be hiring again soon jason at brokerbooter.com and um, and uh if you're in the insurance industry and and you're looking for tools uh by all means hit us up we'd we'd love to see if we can help Fantastic. Awesome. Well, Jason, thank you so much for joining me today. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Sam. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me on the show. Growing a company has many hurdles, from securing funding to expanding your business capabilities to ranking better on search. Each business challenge is uniquely complex. The solution to these challenges is growth-focused digital PR and marketing, and that is where our sponsor, Publicize, comes in. Publicize sets itself apart from traditional PR companies. It does not charge large retainers or churns out press releases whether you've got a newsworthy announcement or not. Publicize builds businesses' online presence and gets high-quality PR and media coverage for startups and entrepreneurs who are priced out of a broken PR industry. What's more, listeners of Brainspike Back can find the tools and resources they need to overcome common hurdles that many startups face when trying to generate long-term growth by visiting publicize.co slash bbb. That's publicize.co slash bbb. This is the end of today's show. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this and you want to hear more episodes just like it, then follow and subscribe to Brains Bite Back wherever you get your podcasts. We're also available on YouTube under the channel of our publication, The Sociable. Just search Brains Bite Back and you'll find all of our episodes there. We really love hearing what you have to say. So leave us a review on iTunes or on any other podcasting platform to let us know what you think. You can also reach out on Twitter at, at The Sociable. And finally, go to sociable.co where you can find all our episodes and plenty of articles on topics just like this. Thanks again for joining us and until next time, stay safe and stay healthy. Disclosure, this episode contained a client and a Spacio portfolio company.